Greetings, Guardians, and welcome to the Voices of Vanguard. Today I have Sully from Sully Games. Say hello, Sully. Hello, Guardians. And today we have a talk about Guardian Games and whether or not Titans are stuffing the ballot box or not. <laughs> Bunch of cheaters. Uh, yep. That's us. Uh, we also have a question of the week this week. Uh, what made you pick your main character? We have some questions from our uh, Discord. And uh, we'll end up talking about the updated spoiler. So uh, let's first start off with uh, what we've been doing in the world of Destiny. Uh, for me, not a whole lot. Uh, since I've been traveling for work, I really haven't had, like, I don't know, the drive to play Destiny on my laptop. But, like, when I have been on, I've been just kind of, like, grinding medals and trying to get the uh, all the triumphs done for this seasonal event. But, like, for the most part, I mean, that's basically been it. If I was at home, it might be a little bit different story. I've been actually been focusing more on, like, uh, aim training on PC. So I've been using some Kovac aim training stuff to try to get better. But that's been about it for me for a week. I really haven't been playing too many video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I get, I, I've been playing a little bit of Guardian games here and there, logging every other day and, uh, do my weeklies, get my bright dust. Yep. Um, that's about it. I've been playing some other games that we'll end up talking about later on in the show, I guess, because one of our questions is that, <laughs> um, yeah, it's the season of playing other games, that's what this is. Yeah, so... There was supposedly a, uh, I don't know if it was, like, really a leak or something, but people were saying, like, some major changes were supposed to be coming next season, so hopefully we see it, but even a small change would be nice next season, because mm-hmm. I guess it's going to be very similar to what we're seeing this season. Uh, apparently, this is just something I just was browsing right one day, and caught my eye that, uh... We are caught up on the roadmap for this season. Yeah. Uh, the only thing they have left, I guess, is any surprises they have up their sleeves for us. Because uh, we still have, like, what, two more months? <clears throat> Something like that? Because it ends in June, right? Probably. Something like that. Maybe four weeks. So, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing what they're going to do. Obviously, like, we're still getting updates on the Pyramid ships, which has been kind of cool to see, like, every Tuesday on how many appear and just see how close they are. But other than that, yeah, that's basically (laughs) the only exciting thing going on in Destiny World. Yeah, I haven't been checking that wall. Um, How close are they now? Do you know? Uh, I mean, they're getting, I don't know, like... In terms of, like, actual distance, but, I mean, they're definitely getting closer, and there was, like, I think they, like, doubled in Pyramid Ships now on the screen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it looks like we're, we're basically going to get kind of in a bad situation here. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that they end up the season with, like, a story mission where, you know, you have to... Do something with really? either A, the ships, or B, the Almighty. 
Yeah, because uh, it's like kind of been really funny because like it feels like the Destiny community is more focused on the ships, which isn't even like supposed to be a topic. Realistically, like it's kind of like maybe like a side mission, if you want to call it that, or like an Easter egg that the community is more focused on than what was supposed to be the main topic with us destroying the Almighty, or not destroying, but like. It sure doesn't crash into Earth. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't seem like that's been, like, a huge focus point, so hopefully... Do you think, uh, do you think the Almighty will actually crash into Earth and, like, like leave some wreckage for next season? That'd be That'd cool. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. And that, that would kind of make sense for, like, their ever-changing, you know, world with the seasons, which yeah. we haven't, like, necessarily seen quite yet, so... But... We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I doubt that's going to happen, but uh, no. I think that would be really cool. No, I don't really have too much faith in them for next season. I think I've I have more faith in them in kind of the fall expansion. Yeah, the next expansion they do. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> once ever Twab, I think it's up. I think I've kind of predicted, and I think most of us have predicted that. I don't think next season's going to be much better. No. I'll be I'll be surprised. I think we'll see the bigger change after the fall release date in terms of like how they're going to do their seasonal content if they continue with it or not. So. Yeah. Um all right. Okay, sorry. I was just checking the stream cuz an email saying, hey, your stream ended. I was like, that's not right. Yeah, I get that a lot too, man. Like, Okay. Um, Alright, so the next topic that we have is are Titans cheating? And I assume right you brought there. this up because of the uh, the metal glitch. Yeah, so it was confirmed by <clears throat> uh, the team at Bungie. DMG tweeted it out that it does not work. And same mm-hmm. thing with... Uh, Deleting your character and redoing the medals. Yeah. So it looks like Titans aren't cheating, but now I don't know. Have you seen the newest thing that's going around with Titans? What they're doing? Uh, no. What's what are they doing? Uh, so they're uh, <laughs> they're standing in front of the Hunter uh, and Warlock. Well, I don't know necessarily Warlock because I, I feel like Titans and they like Warlocks, but they don't like Hunters. I feel hunters. like Warlock is the class that everyone likes. Yeah, you know, just like in the middle, like <laughs> we chill, we're chilling at the number two spot. Um, but they're standing in front of the hunter one, and they're like they have either the cowbell emote up or the hug emote. So instead of depositing, you then just start playing the cowbell or hug the titan. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, but I don't know how like if that's like necessarily like viral or if it was just like kind of like a meme that people are making fun of but I think it's just a meme like one guy did it and then they just posted it yeah. everywhere yeah, so but yeah other than that I mean <clears throat> confirmed so net limiting does not work mm-hmm. for guardian games for metals so um yeah it'd be interesting to see cause they said that the first day people were like hunters like absolutely wrecked it then after that it's just been all titans so yeah um 
be interesting to see on what. They did say they're going to address this in the TWAB today. So. So I'm interested to see what they have to say about that. But I think it's just because, um, I think the hunter base just doesn't want to do bounty grind. And the Titans are just like, whatever, man, I'll just play this game. I like playing a game. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it'd be interesting to see on if we see another Guardian game. I don't know if you've, like, really paid much attention on, like, Twitter, but it has been, like, really toxic between, oh, like, Guardian the, games yeah. with, like, Titan. Like, as I said, Warlocks, we just, we're chilling. Like, we're not involved. We're just, you know, doing our thing. But, man, Titans and Hunters have been, they've been going at it hardcore on Twitter. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's all in good fun, but sometimes I just roll my eyes and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, that's how, like, I am. Like, some people are, like, just kind of, like, you know, they're just goofing around, and some people are, like, taking it way too serious, and it's just, like, just chill, like. <laughs> it's just a dumb little <laughs> time event that Bungie's doing, which mm-hmm. makes actually no sense. Here we are, we have... The goddamn Almighty about to crash into us. <laughs> we have a thousand P- Doritos coming towards us, and here we are <laughs> doing the Guardian games. Like what? Running around we getting put- medals for Savala. Yeah, it should be uh, a. <laughs> we should be putting this bad boy on a delay for next year when we're. No, good. It's like uh, it's like Dusty has its own version of the COVID coming, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think you're gonna get the the gun? By the way, the slugma launcher. Yeah, I, I'm gonna grind out for it, man. Like, so cause, do you need? Is it all of them or just seven triumphs? You need seven triumphs. Yeah, I'm gonna grind out. I think get I have. It. I think I have three right now, and I'm close to getting four. I just need to just do medals, basically. That's it. Yeah, I'm gonna hop on because it's gonna take a while because. For Assassin's Creed Odyssey to download. Like, I probably won't be able to play it until, like, tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> so I'll probably hop on and play. Like, because luckily, like, it doesn't delete medals. So, like, I'll just hop on. Yeah. And, like, grab, like, medals. And if I don't finish it, like, that's fine. Just because, like, I've been working so many hours this past week. And also with, like, Having, like, a different sleep schedule going from nights to days. Like, I've just been like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when I do hop on, like, I kind of just boom, boom, knock out medals real quick and then just go to work. So, All right. But. Um, so since TWAB isn't up yet, we'll head into our uh, question then for the week. Uh, yeah. What made you pick your main character? So... What's the what's the reason the class spoke to you of uh, Warlock? Warlock? Uh, I don't know. I think it kind of went with uh, back in D one days when I was doing like a lot of solo like Nightfall stuff. The self res was like really clutch. Um, I also feel like in D two, the uh, Warlock class is more of like a support class than anything. And typically when I do, like, any type of, like, competitive game mode, I typically go support. So it kind of fits kind of, like, my play style <coughs> for me. I also really like to jump. Yeah, man. Once you get once you get used to it, the jump is really good. Yeah, I, I hated it. Like, 
the first story mission on Titan where you have to like jump across this gap to get to the yeah, other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I did it, I failed the freaking hunter or not hunter um warlock jump just every single time. But once I finally got used to it, it's like I can fly anywhere. <laughs> it's pretty. Cool. Yeah, they, I think they had the best jump, but like you have to like be used to it. Yeah. So like, if you play like Titan or Hunter a lot, and like I feel like you can kind of both those jumps are kind of like they're not similar, but like you can kind of like go back and forth with those. See, I th- I think um, the jump on the the Warlock and Titan are more similar than Hunter's triple jump. Well, I mean, I guess if you want to say because it's kind of like a floaty with way, yeah, but like fly. it's yeah. um, with the Titans though, it's like so much quicker and it doesn't like last as long so like if you're yeah. like on a, a warlock and you go to a titan like you're so used to being able to like floof for so long and all of a sudden your titan just boom just yeah you fall jetpacks down so i think it's easier to go from like hunter and titan back and forth than it is to go to a warlock just because it, it is really slow and like to be able to master it i think it's like harder uh, every time I double tap the space bar and I'm not on and I'm on a hunter, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have a flying ability. I just jump. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I like a hunter's jump. I think that for me, my worst jump is the Titans. Yeah. For me, hunter because I, I don't know. The other two can fly. The other the hunter can't. So that's that's the reason why for me. Um, I don't know the reason I gravitate more towards a Titan, I guess, is because I like the the personality of Titans. Like, like strong, yeah. stoic, f- filled with honor. Um, yeah. Strong, you know, like, also just punch the shit out of people. Like, I always like playing games where I can just use my fists. Um, yeah, see, originally that was my main, my main character. <clears throat> that was the first character I ever made in uh, Destiny was a Titan. Was an alpha, like in Borderlands One, I played as Brick. Like that was my main guy, and mm-hmm. so you can understand, like being Brick, your ultimate is just punching. Yeah, so it was easy for me to gravitate towards that. And then also, when I played D and D one time, like the first time I ever played D and D, I went without weapons, so I was just punching fools, and I ended up rolling like a critical like defense, and ended up countering. Um, someone shot a cannonball at me, and I countered it by punching the cannonball and killing the guy. Oh my um, god! It was pretty sick. <laughs> uh, so, like, you can understand where I come from with that kind of um, like offense is the best defense kind of thing. Sometimes, um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's the reason why I gravitate towards uh, the Titan. Um, I think Twab is up. Yeah, Twab is up, and it it's pretty long. Long. So, oh boy. <laughs> you all right? To kind of add, I don't know if you want to edit this stuff out or whatnot. But literally, the movie of the week is the cinematic Destiny Two animation collapse. Huh. Like, like, huh. 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 Okay. 
Okay, Bungie. <laughs> like what? <laughs> hmm. So I yeah, I have, it it's a pretty long twab. So interesting. All right, we can. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you're done with your. I'm done. Of the week. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We'll move the twab and then. We'll answer. Okay, so this week at Bungie, uh, Titan Domination rules. Uh, Guardian Games continues into its second week, mm-hmm. and after a good showing by Hunters on day one, it's been all Titans all day, every day. The book readers haven't scored a win yet, but optimistic uh, they can rally. <clears throat> uh, after day one, we saw a lot of players asking about score weighting, since the results seemed to play out like the population of classes predicted. Uh, since Titans have been relentlessly destroying the other classes, we have been we have seen players asking if there may be some other issue going on. As a hunter, I too am in disbelief as I've watched our flag try to bury itself into the ground. Even double checking behind the scenes and digging into the data to get a better picture of what's going on here. Uh, so, senior designer Peter uh, Soret uh, sharing a few of the findings. Uh, so when we first started pl- planning Guardian Games, we knew there would be more hunters than other classes in the population, and we'd have to do something to account for that, uh, so the competition would be fair. Fair can mean if, uh, different things. Our goal was that each class should have an equal chance to win, regardless of its size, and that participating in the event should never hurt your team. Uh, the last part, that, lap, that last part is important because it ruled out the simplest approach of basing results on the average contribution per class. While this would effectively normalize the classes based on how many people participate, it would also create a situation where participating at anything but a maximal level could actually harm your team by bringing its average down. Uh, dipping your toe into the event by depositing a single bronze medal per day would be worse for your team than just staying home. That's rough. Uh, so instead of normalizing based on participating players, we decided to normalize based on the pool of potential players. Uh, for each class, we counted every character who played uh, at least one activity over the 30 days prior to the event and then divided that result by the total across all three classes. The result is a scaling factor that we apply to each uh, deposited. Uh, this method means that medals from Warlocks and Titans count more, uh, counteracting Hunter's population advantage. Uh, and ensures that even a minimal level of participation helps your team. The more members of your class that show up to play, the better your class will do. It also means we don't have to worry about players creating tons of dummy alt accounts once the event begins to try and tank a team's chances. So on day one of the event, the Hunters were one not simply because there are more of them, but because a greater percentage of them showed up and contributed. On days two, Titans arrived and began outperforming the Hunters. Warlocks are, no doubt, considering all the angles and planning for the right moment to strike. Uh, this graph shows how many each class actually participated relative to how many characters each class had active during the prior 30 days of the event beginning. You can see the tight correlation between more bodies in the game, and the outcome of the competition. <clears throat> so the graph shows that... Uh, basically just shows that... A lot of graphs. There's only two graphs. <laughs> hey, the, f- the first graph just, normal. 
<laughs> it's uh, double the graphs of a normal twab. Um, yeah, the first graph just shows that the hunters were in the lead there, and then they just stopped participating pretty much. Yep. <laughs> and, the, and the Titans participated more for each day. So that's why there's such a discrepancy in the flags. And then Warlocks have been pretty much kind of uh, consistent the entire time. Like, yeah, went down and up. Over, bit, over, and over, and down, up. Yeah. Uh, but that's the whole story. Titans haven't just been overwhelming in the competition with a flood of muscle mass. They've also been out depositing the other classes on an individual basis. On average, each Titan has contributed more mem- medals to their cause than each Hunter or Warlock. This is even true on day one. But on that day, there were enough hunters participating that made up the bodies uh, what they lacked in output. So you can see um, in the second graph. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, like, Warlocks aren't, like... Not far behind. Yeah, like, definitely some, like, ground to, like, catch up on, but, like... It's not as bad as I thought it was, I guess. Because, I mean, it just seems like Titans have been just, like, killing it. And, like, honestly, like, Hunters hunters definitely could make a comeback with two weeks left if they really wanted to, but... Yeah, if they, wanna, if they really want to. Uh, Alright, so we can see that Titans are outperforming on two fronts. A higher percentage of their ranks are showing up to participate, and when they do, each of them is depositing more medals than their counterparts. If hunters or warlocks up their game and get uh, more of their compatriots to pitch in, there's still a chance to steal the momentum. Uh, we've seen reports of shenanigans of players finding glitches to turn in more medals or even dedicate enough to delete characters to be able to put in extra medals for the team. We dug into the data and see that this was something we were concerned about and find neither case was having an impact on the results. Uh, it's also worth mentioning how the flags in the tower work at the start of the day all the teams are even, and so the flags begin at the midpoint in their pools. This represents equilibrium, where all teams are an even 33.33% of it all accum- accumulated points for the day. As medals get deposited and teams move away from the equilibrium, the flags adjust. We expected the teams would stay fairly close to each other, and all the action would occur in a narrow band around the equilibrium point. If a team ever pulls 5% ahead, with a total of 38.33% or more of the points, the flag will hit the top of the pool. Uh, likewise, the team dropping 5% behind at 28.33% hit the bottom of the pool. If a team goes beyond their values, their flag will adjust, stay pegged at the top or bottom until the values come back into that. So that 5% window. So that's how the flags work. Interesting. Uh, we don't plan on making any changes that will affect the results in any way. Our goal has always been to create a competition that is de- decided by how much each class engages with the event and not which class has the largest roster. Titans are currently engaging the most, but we will see if they keep it up. See, I mean, I would really like to see them kind of do this. I mean, it, obviously this is just basically like a faction rally event, but I would actually kind of like to see this type of format like the flags for like a faction rallies if they would ever decide to bring that back yeah so uh hunters if you're mad that titans are leading you just gotta get more of your guys 
The Warlocks. Uh, we, we just joined. <laughs> um, we're, we're close. Yeah. It's funny, like, talking to some of her clan members, they think it should just be a popularity contest. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't seem fair. Like, they would, like, the competition would be over before it started, you know? Yeah. I mean, there definitely needs to be some type of balancing, because I have to feel like the Warlocks probably has the least amount of players. It's like... I go into a Crucible match, dude. There's either, like, maybe one more Warlock on my team, and I'll have, like, most of the time it's, like, three Hunters and, like, two Titans or, like, four Hunters and a Titan or, like, four Titans, a Hunter and myself as a Warlock. I'm just kind of, like... But, yeah, I don't... I disagree with the popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Evolving Seasons. Last week, we touched on upcoming Trials Yay. of Osiris changes and how we are tackling cheating issues in Destiny 2. This week, we'll talk about the seasonal model and some improvements we are working on to make it better. Here's one of our creative directors, uh, even Evan uh, Nikolic, to share details on what to expect. Uh, he says, hey, everyone, we've collected lots of great feedback over the last several months about the seasonal model. Uh, Luke outlined some of our thinking back in February, and today we'll take a look at that vision. This guiding action in Destiny 2, Year 4. So, story continues. We have been making progress carrying the overarching narrative season over season in Destiny 2, Saint 14, and Osiris. That's the more mind, which leads to Redacted. What do you think that leads to? Uh, leads to uh, pyramid ships? Yeah. Uh, it's not perfect yet. <laughs> between seasons, no. <laughs> what do you mean? It's been amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ranges okay. between seasons could definitely be improved, and we could do a better job of recognizing prior seasons narrative threads in the active season. Uh, in year four, we are going to build a better interconnected narrative, and more importantly, let players be a part of the narrative no matter when they enter the current year. This means if you start playing in March 2021, you can go back and experience Season 12 and Season 13 narrative content. Thank you. Uh, we want our stories to feel more cohesive, flow with meaningful momentum season over season, and lead to an exciting climax each year. That's it for a narrative to have weight. There needs to not only be meaningful change, but also a meaningful way to experience the history of the world. We haven't preserved enough history for a player who comes in mid-year to have any concept of what came in that year's prior seasons. As a result, players can feel left behind later in the year and unable to experience stories to, or to acquire prior season's weapons and gear. Forsaken Season Pass allows to, uh, it allowed its content to build up over the course of the year, and that's where we're heading in year four. Yeah, that's a welcome change. It is. It was something that I was not a fan of, of having like those story missions just kind of like... I like, especially I guess last season, because those were two really good story missions that we got. Mm-hmm. Like, they were. people just can't, like, oh, how did Saint 14 just randomly appear? Like, you know, it was this dude. Yeah. Kind of get, like, a little bit of a uh, history of him, because obviously not a lot of people want to take the time and 
watch a Bife War video on Saint 14 or look up Saint 14. They don't want to watch a five hour video? What's wrong with them? Right? <laughs> uh, I know, people are crazy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so they say activities will last the entire year, so beginning in season 12. The core parts of the activity experience will live on after the season has ended. For late players joining future seasons, we want to give you the opportunity to jump straight into the heart of older activity experience without all the previous season-specific requirements. We want to remove any competing and distracting elements with the new active season, which has its own ritual progression, but the actual activity experiences stays. Uh, so let me give you an example of how this might work in the future using Season of Dawn to illustrate. With our new approach, when Season of Dawn concluded, we would have left behind the same new Saint-14 quest. The exotic quests to acquire Devil's Ruin and Bastion and the Sundial activity. We would sunset the obelisks experience to reduce clutter in the quest log and to keep bounty quantity from inflating across the game. Uh, we, we deprecate the fractaline currency so it could be safely removed from the player's inventory. The obelisks were time-intensive, and we do not want to overload the player's choices by engaging in the current seasonal ritual versus the past seasonal ritual. Uh, this is our current plan for year four, but like everything else, these plans and how exactly how content persists will change and evolve as we work. What are you thinking? Uh, I mean... I mean, that's fine, because, like... As long as they're getting the story experience, I mean, you don't really need to deal with the obelisk, because the obelisk really had no, it was more of leading towards the next season, just assuming the same thing with the war mines. Yeah, so they would have sunset obelisks and kept the, like, the quest, the exotic quests, and the sundial. Which... I would rather them going forward in the next seasons, like, eliminate giving us, like, a menagerie reskin. I feel like they could do more with, like, maybe a story mission or something like that. If they leave behind the sundial, they should do something with it the next season, or just, like, like, you know how we've been talking about retool content so that it is persistent throughout the year? Yeah, that's where their issue is, where they're trying to continue to add, 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 and it's just making... People burned out. Not not burned out, but I I just feel like it's making, in terms of, like, a developer, like, there's just too many bells and whistles to, like, keep an eye on, because, like, Mm -hmm. when you add something, there's coding, so now they have to, like, when you add more stuff, especially, say, armor, weapons... Like, you have to then code that stuff into the activity, which then grants more chance of, you know, negative outcome, which we have seen a lot with in these last few seasons. So, like, why why give us another obelisk? Why give us another war mind? I would... Whoever is based off of, like, the next seasons or whatever, like, whoever is going to be, like, the narrative, like, the focal point, you should have that person be the person you go to, to, like, deposit whatever seasonal currency we have, instead of just 
getting rid of it. Yeah, like, why add something <clears throat> and then to get rid of, which is going to have... I mean, honestly, like, how many people have gone to the war mines since they've, you know, have been full? And then, same thing with the obelisk. The only reason people went to the obelisk was we had the uh, the community event. So maybe if they do that again, I guess. But, like, just, I feel like having it, the currency, going to, like, whatever vendor is, like, say, like, this season would it probably would be Zavala or Anna Bray. That's where you would go and deposit. You would give her... Your warm on bits or something like that. Instead of just adding more stuff that people really don't necessarily care about. And knowing that it's going to be removed anyways at the end of the season. I, don't know, I just feel like that would be easier. Alright. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Destiny 2 will have moments woven into overall universe narrative where we remove old content and allow for new content and stories to grow in its place. As we said in the past, we cannot continue to grow the Destiny universe infinitely. There's lots of reasons for this, technical uh, resourcing, as well as uh, from an overarching universe design standpoint. Finding the balance in creating and maintaining content in our ongoing narrative is necessary part of continuing to build on Destiny 2. Uh... So for rewards, uh, with the seasonal activities persisting, a player will need a good reason to go play them. The reason is in the rewards, and we are planning on carrying season's rewards forward throughout the year. In today's Destiny 2, history uh, is expressed by the things you have collected. We want players to be part of that chase no matter when they enter the year, and to reduce the pressure to collect everything during a single season. In the short term... To acknowledge the step forward we are taking, we are adding some selected weapons from Season 8, 9, and 10 to an Ingram that will drop during Season 11. Okay. <coughs> um, I wonder if that's going to be a different Ingram from just the legendary Ingrams that we pick up in the world, or maybe Rahul will have something. Yeah, I don't know if maybe they'll just add those simply into, like, the... Uh... Maybe uh, the, the gunsmith. Or something like that. Yeah, gunsmith would be kind of cool to like, put all the weapons. Because you have, I have a... thousands upon thousands of weapon parts. Yeah, like so I would be cool with that. Even if you would add the armor with him too, even though it doesn't really necessarily make a whole lot of sense for the gunsmith to have armor. But, as, as you said, I have stacks of Weapon parts. That yeah, I I literally had just been saving for like a rainy day a fun. reason. Yeah, <laughs> or like maybe like when the next uh, expansion comes out. Sometimes that's a good way to power power grind, and yeah. you get some you know a little bit better power. Uh, so in the long term, we want to make sure that the rewards we release each season are available to players throughout the year. Continuing with our Season of Dawn example, the rewards that came out of the Sundial will continue to drop from the Sundial. How the drops will occur will change. As narratively, Osiris has left and we would remove the obelisks, but uh, weapons and gear would still be, pres uh, be present. 
Uh, this is the obvious solution, but it suffers from a design perspective in creating a narrow pursuit focus. Having the rewards in just one location oversimplifies the pursuit game and has the same effect of limiting the ways that you can play Destiny. Uh, uh, our focus is to broaden and provide multiple ways for you to earn past season's rewards. In addition to the rewards coming from the seasonal activity, we think about having seasonal rewards be available to earn in the core modes of play, so Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit. If you're getting ty- uh, tired of playing Sundial, you'll have the opportunity to jump into Crucible or Strikes and pick up a couple of the Season of Dawn weapons uh, we've handpicked. As the seasons roll on, the rewards will continue to get added to these core activities. As a player, you can tackle the pursuits at your own pace in your preferred mode, or play and feel the world growing in terms of rewards. So, like, I'm cool with that. Like, if they wanted to add, like, the seasonal weapon and armors and towards the loot pool for, you know, Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit. I think that would just be... It'd be fresh, because you keep getting the same stuff over and over and over again in Crucible, so it kind of make the loot pool a bit more diverse. To summarize, we're going to move towards seasons that can be experienced all year. The Destiny experience should grow each year after the, an expansion, have a meaningful, evolving world, and a bunch of reasons to play. And then each year we should take a step forward into a new expansion. So it sounds like they're going to continue doing the uh, the season passes or the seasons. Yeah, which doesn't <coughs> surprise me. Like I feel like, and as I said in the past, I do feel like that's probably the best way to like keep the game fresh. But they need to find ways, as I said, to stop, because they, they ca- kind of keep talking about it, like, we don't want sundial activities, like, if you give us, like, we want loot, so, like, just focus on, like, menagerie, like, find a way to, like, make menagerie relevant again, find ways to make reckoning relevant again. <coughs> Um, find ways to get improved gambit, like, because there's so much, like, lore to all these things that can all be tied together. I mean, especially with Menagerie with Callus. Like, because Callus is, seems like he's tied to everything, so, like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, personally, like, find ways to have the content that you have in-game right now and improve it and, like, put your loot in there. I feel like Menagerie would be an us... easy one to do because, like, you can keep adding runes, you know? Yeah, like, instead of just giving us a sundial and then you talk about that the game is, like, you want to, like, stop adding stuff or you want to remove stuff to be able to add stuff, so then stop adding these, like small, like, little things that, like, for the most part, like, people just play to either, one, get their triumphs, or, two, like, they do play to, like, get the loot, but, like, we don't really, like, enjoy it. Like, for the most part, like, I think everybody that I know really likes Menagerie. 
you know, and like maybe you could somehow find ways to like like you could maybe remove and add bosses in Menagerie. So like whatever like your seasonal theme would be, like maybe like you add like a few new Menagerie bosses. Like a new Vex like, boss for Yeah. Into yeah, into Menagerie to kind of like make it make sense of like what's going on with like the season. Same thing with Reckoning. Like, so you already have the content in the game, like, so, like, just find ways to, like, make it relevant and improve it. Yeah. Instead of just Sundial, Obelisk, and, like, Warmine. Yep. Uh, so next up we have is the Bounties. Uh, so Design Lead Tyson Green is here to tell us more about them. Uh, so bounties have come to be the central mechanic for any repeatable activity content in Destiny. So much so that we've seen them move towards being mandatory chores rather than opportunities to optimize. We have some changes coming to help bring things back into balance. Uh, they're going to be shifting away from the weekly FOMO. So XP and season rank gains are currently balanced around large contributions from weekly bounties. Uh, the intent here was to provide a large amount of progress for a small amount a focus play per week, uh, but weeklies fall down here because you lose out on big chunks of progress if you miss a week, and they are strained between too little progress for single-player characters and too much repetitive work for triple-player characters. Uh, while the specifics are still under development, as early as this Season 12, we wanted to make this better by replacing weekly bounties with a mechanism that provides players with a set of non-expiring and account-scoped uh, objectives each week. That grant lots of season rank progress more than weeklies uh, that they'll replace. Everybody, the return on effort is better, more consistent between players. Um, that sounds wild. I wonder what they're going to do with like, break dust. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because I mean, a lot of people like do the weeklies for the break dust because it's like what two hundred break dust. Yeah, per so you can get like thirty six hundred a week if with three characters. <clears throat> um. I would be cool if they would just add, combine them. So, like, you have uh, all six weekly bounties. Well, they said they're going to be replacing one. them with this new system. Yeah, because it's going to be an account based. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, combine, like, so you have a Vanguard account uh, bounty that you can just. You can do it on all three characters if you want to, or if you just main, you just want to be on your Titan for the entire week and never play on another character. You can get essentially all your Vanguard weekly bounties done on one character. <coughs> same thing with Crucible and same thing with Gambit. I wonder if this uh, this is not expiring, so I wonder if you can stack them. So you like, say you didn't get to finish last week's, so. You still have. You can still do last week's and this week's because it doesn't. That would expire. be interesting. My guess would be, say, I mean, unless it's the. I'm assuming they will have like a weekly rotation for them. So maybe if it's the same one, maybe not. But yeah, that is. Yeah, because they do not expire. But I, I do kind of like to see the weeklies go into an account based as long as. The XP and the bright dust. Don't say dust that. I'll like, lose out on all this bright dust. 
Well, that's what, like, as long as it's, like, <laughs> combined. So, like, whatever, like, you get from that bright dust, you just move it into an account-based. So, like, it's essentially the same as doing all your weeklies on all three characters. For Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit. Uh, so the optional XP optimization. Uh, so bounties have found their way into the critical path of some seasonal pursuits, becoming the primary sources of seasonal progress. Starting in Season 12, we plan to steer away from this uh, model in general. Bounties should focus on being an optional way to optimize for more or faster core progression, like XP or powerful gear, by the way, the challenges. When it comes to optimization, we recognize that uh, there is a very blurry line between optional and mandatory, and there's no perfect balance that works for everyone, but we think the balance is tilted too far, feeling like you need to do bounties to unlock seasonal content. So we're going to take the step to tilting it back. Um, I mean, honestly, the best way to, like, balance out, eliminate this whole bounty farming thing is to get rid of the uh, seasonal artifact. I thought you were going to say get rid of the XP from the bounties. I mean... And give you a different reward, like maybe mats or something. You could do that too, but I just I I would rather see. I mean, they could go with that too because I mean I don't know. Other than like, you get uh, is it every five levels you get a uh, whatever Eververse Engram. Yeah. So you would kind of have to figure out a way to like maybe your weeklies, I guess, would grant an Eververse Engram. I don't know. But I think the best way would just be get rid of the seasonal artifact. From people to stop farming uh, bounties. If you get rid of that, I mean, they're just... I don't know. So, event bounties. Uh, seasonal free events are also currently heavily utilizing bounties in their design. We have seen the feedback around Guardian Games being the most recent source of frustration with too much emphasis on completing bounties. To participate in the event. We don't plan on making any changes to the current event as it's ending in a few weeks, but are already looking at plans to address role bounties uh, we'll play in future events. Uh, so quality of life improvements. We don't like that every session starts with 10 to 15 minutes of loading up on bounties. We want to make it easier to grab bounties when you want to do them. To that end, we are looking at mechanisms that allow bounties to be assessed directly from the destination map. Yes. These are a bit further oh. out. Like season 13, they say. But it is on the roadmap. Woo! We did it! Ice, finally. <laughs> Here's the balloons. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Finally. Yeah. Uh, we also don't like it when a bounty you've nearly completed in the middle of the previous day's play session expires right in the middle of today's session. Well, while we still see expiration as a necessary mechanism to keep half-completed bounties from hanging around forever, we want to relax some of the expiration times in Season 11 to give more time to close out yesterday's bounties. Uh, interesting. Interesting to see how that goes. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's going to be kind of hard. But, I mean, it does make sense. Like, as they kind of give an example, 19 out of 20 grenade kills. Yeah. Like... 
Uh, so speaking of grenade kills, uh, in general, we're dialing in the time to complete uh, bounty objectives to be more consistent. Unexpectedly time-consuming objectives sneak in from time to time, and we generally want objectives in upcoming seasons to be less restrictive in terms of how you play. So this, like, getting bounties from the destination map alone is, like, the best news I've heard all day. That's something that we've been wanting since, like, D1. Yeah. Um, and as annoying as it is, I mean, it's pretty annoying on PC, so I couldn't even imagine on console with the low times. Right. On that, like, so, yeah, that was, that's a nice change there. Um, I do like, I'm interested to see with the account based. I, I really like that idea because it's not forcing you to have play on three characters. You could just literally play on and another goal that they one have character. With the, yeah, and also the one goal they have with that is that people that only play one character won't be left behind. You know? Yes. So, um, so that's a really good idea. Um, some of the seasonal talk that they talked about, I'm still kind of scratching my head on, but I would, I think we'll see more changes. We'll hear more from Luke Smith in the future about possibility with seasonal change. Because, um, like, they did some good things. Like, I liked it the fact that, like, once the season's done, you could go back to Saint-14 and, like, get his quest line, because as I said, like, those two story missions that we got were, like, really good. Like, probably two of the better story missions we've seen in Destiny for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this season, different story. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I was expecting a little bit more in terms of what they're going to talk about with Seasons. But hopefully that's something more we'll get from Luke Smith in the future. For the bounty part, I thought they did a good a good job. Yeah. Like some good information here, so uh so next up we have uh Guardians to the Rescues. This is more uh charity events happening uh in regards to COVID nineteen. Um, from April 30th to May 8th, there's going to be a bunch of streaming. What was that? Um, see what day May 1st is. Oh, it's tomorrow. It is Damn tomorrow. It. I won't be able to do I'll try to play against, uh, Fran. Fran's late. Yeah, so a bunch of streamers are going to be, uh, hosting events. Uh, donations, uh, is going to direct relief. Um, pray to Bungie Bounties will continue to raise awareness how the community is doing more than staying home and waiting for this whole thing to blow over. Oh, what the... F- what? Oh, what kind of funny is in here? Yeah, you didn't see that? <laughs> no, I'm just scrolling down, dude. Oh, my yeah, to kind of funny is on May 8th at 12pm on PS4. So, bust out your PS4. That's oh, funny. Uh, so yeah, that's next week come Friday. Uh, they also have, unless there's anyone else you want to shout out, you can move on. Um. Mylan Games, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, Maryland's pretty cool. Frostbolt is insane at Crucible. Um, and that's about it for, like, I kind of know Fran. As I said, Fran's really cool. I've actually met Fran. Super nice guy. Nice. So, and I don't know who's going to do it for kind of funny. Andrea so. Renee doesn't work for them, right? Who? Uh, Andrea, Andrea Renee. I think she does. Still? Yeah. I think. It's been a while, and I know she does play it, so maybe she will be. I don't think it will be. It could be Greg, though. Yeah, it could be. He's a very casual Dusty player. He is, but I think for he's a pretty big charity person, and yeah, he he's a big person did have cancer, so, and he beat cancer, so I could see him doing it just for, you know. For sure. His, you know, charity, so. For sure. Uh, so next up is Kilts for Kids. Uh... So it's time to dawn on our tartans and raise money for, uh, to bring families back together. In the time of need, the Bunchy Foundation manager, Christine Edwards, has the details on how you can help. Uh, Christine Edwards, uh, social distancing won't keep us from upholding our annual tradition, supporting Seattle on a McDonald House. This year, we present Kids, Kilts for Kids, Stay Home Edition. We bring your usual suspects, Mark Forrest, your, and yours truly, as we highlight how we are passing time and keeping sane at home these days. Uh, while we all do our part to keep each other and ourselves safe, children and their families continue to battle with illness. Now more than ever, uh, our MHC families need our help as they are even more isolated and face greater economic hardships. Uh, help us achieve our $77,000 goal. And cast your vote for Team Bungie by donating $10 or more. Every $30 donated will pay for a family to stay at the house for one night. Um, so head on over to the RMHC donation page. Cast your votes by Friday, May 15th, 5 p.m. Uh, so $50 and over, you'll receive a Plaid Pride Destiny 2 emblem. Uh, donations are $50 welcome, but you don't need more for the emblem. Emblem looks pretty nice. It does. Uh, $100 is the prize above plus received postcard signed by K4K team. Uh, $250 is prizes above plus digital print exclusive art made by Mark uh, Flay. Uh, $500 all prizes above plus receive a physical print of Mark's exclusive art. $1,000 all prizes above plus participate in our virtual date with destiny. Uh, so you spend time with Destiny and our Bungie employees via virtual college to chat about all things Destiny, followed by a Destiny play session with you and your fire team. <clears throat> Alright, on to the hot fixes. Yay. Uh, so here is the report. Uh, with season of the Worthy Ends at the weekly reset on June 9th, 2020, there will be a number of items, activities, and triumphs that will no longer be available to players. You can check out the link there to see what will no longer be available. Um, error codes. Destiny player support is continuing to investigate increases connection-based errors, such as Anteater, Beaver, and Rabbit. Uh, the team has prioritized investigations to watercress and new errors, as we are still trying to understand the root cause of this issue. More detailed update uh, update will be given in the next week's player support report. Uh, so resolved issues, uh, level 32 PDS upgrade can now be used to clear the bunker by any character. 
Rasputin's Daily Seraph weapon can now be claimed on any character. Uh, the Grasp of the Warmind no, uh, mod no longer allows for infinite ability energy. Uh, current known issues are players are having a difficult time completing the Hunter Chain Reaction Guardian Games Daily Bounty. Uh, Night Stalkers, Hunters, using the Way of the Pathfinder must defeat groups of at least five tethered enemies twice. Uh, this count will reset when the Super Shot Super is activated. So if a player is wearing a Mobius Quiver, it will reset their count every time they fire a Shadow Shot. Uh, players who are unable to pick up Show Your Laurel's Exotic Ghost Quest from Ava Levante can still gain progress towards the quest. Once progress is complete, Ava will offer the player Exotic Ghost of their choice. And some localization changes regarding the Hardlight Exotic Auto Rifle adjustments uh, will not be available until a later date. Rounds fired from this weapon have reduced damage falloff instead of no damage falloff. Um, and that's it for the TWAB. They say next week they plan to talk about the Eververse feedback and changes they'll be making to the store in future seasons. Interesting. Yay. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. They're going to be like, well, we're just going to eliminate Bright Dust altogether. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine that's what they do. Like, yeah, there's, like, a lot of people that are, like, just complaining about Bright Dust. And before we just get rid of it, so people stop complaining. <laughs> right. Mm. Um, I, I'm going to end up watching this trailer, though. That, that is so funny that the literally the movie of the week is the cinematic Destiny 2. Fan-made trailer for Collapse. For Collapse. Right? It's the first one. What? <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. Two minutes long. All right. Well, speaking of the collapse, well, do you want to answer? I guess JD's question. Yeah. Uh, so he's been asking us what games have we been playing other than Destiny. Do you want to go? Um, so, I mean, as I said earlier, I downloaded, uh, Kovac game training, so, I mean, even though that's not really, like, a game as much, but I've been trying to work on improving my, like, keyboard mouse aiming, um, so, I have that that I've been playing while I'm on the road, and then I'm also, uh, re-downloading, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm gonna play through that but other than that that's it's been mainly destiny it's just since i'm kind of on the road i figure yeah. i might as well play some other stuff um so i've been playing uh like i said the final fantasy 7 remake um almost done that after that i plan on streaming uh shemu 3 um i liked shemu 2 when i was a kid Grew up, realized Shemu's a bad game. Uh, <laughs> and I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Shemu 3. I know it's not the end of the story, but I'm still trying... I don't know. I'm going into it expecting something of the story to be resolved. That's probably a dumb thing okay. to do. Um, and something that I've been doing, like a phone game that I've been playing every now and then. It's a free game. It's called... Of course, it's a, it's a phone game. It's free. 
It's called Pixel Puzzle Collection. I'm putting it up to the webcam. It's hard to see, but um, essentially it's like a Picross. I don't know if you know what Picross is. Nope. Yeah, you have to like fill in lines, and uh, it's kind of like a Minesweeper, I guess, where you're like filling in lines and marking X's on where you're not supposed to fill in. The question is, does anybody know how to play Minesweeper? Yeah. Is it like only a Canadian thing? People know how to play Minesweeper up there? Maybe because uh, Minesweeper was huge with me in school. Like on oh, MSN, like, you would play like back when MSN was around. I don't know if you ever used MSN or not, but they had games with the chatter, so you can load up Minesweeper and play against people. Oh, I mean, not that I know of. I mean, maybe I never used it. Maybe other people did, but like I don't know if I know anybody that knows how to actually like play like. Minesweeper, like, legit. Essentially, Minesweeper... You know the numbers that you see in Minesweeper? Yeah. That means how many mines are around that, that block. Yeah. So if it says one, there's a, there's one mine in, around that block. It goes up to three, correct? Would be the highest? Uh, three is very common. I think I've seen it up to five sometimes. No, because there would technically be... Probably six is the most, or seven or eight or something. Because there's, there's technically, I guess, eight blocks around a yeah, mine, yeah. essentially. Or a round of space, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like really fun. Portal. It's um, it's done by Konami. And all the pictures are uh, pictures of Konami uh, video games. So, like, uh-uh. here's a really bad picture of a frog from Frogger. <laughs> it's really fun. If you have some time to kill on your phone... I suggest downloading it. It's free. Um, <laughs> so there's that recommendation. So disappointed with you. This is not sponsored by Konami. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Maybe one day Konami will sponsor maybe, maybe a talk Destiny. About their, maybe we talk about their like Playco machines or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh um, yeah, and then also Streets of Rage 4 just came out. I'm just going to see if I can do, like, a co-op stream of that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, you'll be doing that with Justin, correct? Uh, hopefully. We'll see. Maybe Ben will want to get in on the action instead. Ben's the real, like, he's the, like, the super good fighter, right? Yeah, he's the fighting game guy. Okay. Um, he's competed in term- turn- tournaments. Oh, nice. Uh, Okay. So, the last thing that we have is the update to the trailer, or the spoiler. <laughs> to the trailer. Uh, did you happen to read the article? I did. It's been a while since I've read it, so I forgot about it. Because um, my memory's bad. But yeah, okay, go ahead so. and uh, tell us all about it. <laughs> Alright, I kind of have it up. I'll kind of... Uh, Pick out like the topics, alright. Um so supposedly the leaker um worked he was a previously employed at Bungie. Um This is so another, I this guess is a, another 4chan leak, by the way. Correct. So this is more of an updated uh version for it. Obviously they say pyramid ships will be the uh main focus once again. Um uh, the what hour will not be the raid boss. Um, it will be called the agent. 
So I guess it's like one of like somebody's <laughs> higher up from the dark, like basically like a callous version of hiring somebody. Oh, um, be... that's such a generic name. <laughs> right. Um, there will be four new strikes. One being on Titan, one being on the EDZ, and then two being on the newest location. Whoa, four strikes? That's more than that they've done in the last year. Uh, I can't how many did we get with Forsaken? I think maybe two. Is that counting the PlayStation exclusive? Um No, it's not. Okay, so we got three with Forsaken. And then they have no updates with Crucible or Gambit. Uh, once again, they're saying Callus, Mara, and that's Eris will be part of the of the thing. No updates to Gambit or Crucible. Um, and it will also say the Drifter will also have a uh, major role in this. And I think that's about it in terms of. Stuff. Oh, and there will not be a darkness subclass that they are going to go more of a, where is this at? Player way RPG, which I do know Luke Smith did touch base on in his director's call on, uh, before Shadowkeep that they did want to go and change the RPG, like on how we do our skill trees. So that's something I could really see being believable in the next expansion is that we will have more towards a D1 skill tree compared to what we have now to where you can kind of customize your uh, player a little bit more but that that's basically it not uh, a whole lot more uh, added on to it they say that there's, we're supposed to get a tease for collapse on June 8th which is the day before the current season ends, and then with a full cinematic trailer on June 6th. Which would Or July, be... July 6th, my bad. When was... Uh, E3 time? E3 was June 11th, right? Something like that. 8 to 11. Yeah. Okay, so that would make sense. So, and also I wanted to say how um, DMG... It at. I don't know if I saw this thing up. He actually quote tweeted the uh, the Xbox Live thing. He said, "Oh baby." So maybe I highly doubt Destiny would be there, but that might be interesting to see if uh, Bungie makes an appearance. Also, apparently the, the, uh, the Drifter Allegiance quest is also going to have full weight. Whatever that means. Yeah, that's all that. That also sounds but, like BS, because, you know... Yeah, nobody's really done anything with that, especially with new light players. Yeah. Um, for the... I will say this in its defense, though. They can make it so that uh, people do that mission. You know, they, they, can. Just, they can just make it into a, a story mission. And, like, say, you have to pledge allegiance to this or this in order to continue. Yeah, and they say that it may not make a fall release either with COVID. Which I mean, that's just a logical thing, I guess. So, yeah, again, take that with a grain of salt. Could be, could be nothing. Could be something. 
So I just think it's kind of funny that we have a new leak of the collapse, and then Bungie's movie of the week is a collapse trailer. Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that for some reason that just I, that just gives more credibility for me. I don't know why. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. You never know, really. With Bungie, right. right now, with nothing being open, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, uh, that's gonna be a podcast. Uh, Sully, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Sully underscore underscore games. And you can find me on Twitter, Sushi Thomas. I'm also on Twitch as Kane Plays Stuff. We host the podcast there every. Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, we do the Charshot Gamescast. And uh, me and Ben are doing wrestling watch-alongs that we record on Monday and put up whenever I get the audio. <laughs> whenever you get the audio. Yeah. Uh, so until then, eyes down, Guardians, and have a good day.